Good morning, everyone. Let's read from Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 in the NIV. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 What a powerful statement that is. Immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, beyond anything that we can imagine. Our imaginations are powerful, they're a great gift. As a matter of fact, to imagine is distinctly human. Uh, just recently, I was having a conversation with our seven year old granddaughter, Adriana, and she has just such an amazing imagination. Vivid. You know, kids have a great imagination and they seem to practice it a lot more. Sometimes as life goes on, we don't work on our imagination as, as much as kids do. But we were talking one morning, it was just she and I, uh, everyone else in the house was still uh, resting uh, in the morning and we began to talk about imagination. And I told her what a great imagination she had just the day before that she was imagining that she was a queen and that our garage was a dungeon now claire would say (laughs) that our garage looks like a dungeon sometimes and i was the chief guard and my job was to guard our one of our grandsons lorenzo as he stayed in the dungeon and we talked about it and she was smiling and laughing and i was talking to her about never let your imagination just go away. Make sure that you continue to imagine things because that's a gift that God's given all of us. It's how we move into our preferred future, the future that God has for us. When I told her that at one point there was no Disney World, her eyes got really big and I said, and how then one day... How did you tell her that? That there was... Oh, you mean before there was yes. ever a Disney World? Yes. Okay. Stick with me. <laughs> and then I said, one day there was a man, his name was called Walt Disney, and he began to imagine. Ooh. And and God gave him in his imagination what we now know is Disneyland and Disney World and Disney... And she was amazed that at one point there was no Disney, but now there is. And I said, see, that's the kinds of things that can be created out of our imagination. Mm. What is that, like the eighth day of creation? And then there was Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, imagination right now might be hard for you to uh, even wrap your mind around when you're thinking about um, living in these times of pandemic and kids aren't in school and some are not having graduation services and there's just a lot of challenge in this moment around our imagination and yet there is um, there is something there's an invitation here that has been with all of the ancients all that have gone before us that they had to imagine things before they ever were and so have you yeah you know if you can think back to the times in your life where you Um, had to imagine your going to school or getting your degree or uh, getting your first whatever. You fill in the blank. You had to imagine it before it happened. And what I realize in times like this, like imagination is under fire. 
And um, I have to tell you, in the morning, I get up and I am full of imagination. Like, I will get up and I'll immediately start thinking about things. And, you know, the other day I said to Scott, we got to go to the church because I have to do something in the church. And, and I was moving chairs and I was practicing how we would be together again. And, and um, Lisa Taylor was here helping with the backdrop and, you know, freshening that up. And I just realized that in order to be um, fully alive, I need to engage both what is, right, and, and live in the reality of that, and I need to imagine what can be. If we could let both what is present and the possibilities live in this moment, we'll be healthier. And um, I, I know that it's hard, friends, sometimes around three or four o'clock or five o'clock or one friend said some days she's really alive and other days it's feeling like just this weight um, and her kids saying when am I ever going to see my friends again and when and so you know we want to help our children begin to imagine um, being together with those they love and we can do that with imaginative prayer we can do that with saying listen we can be present to what is and faithful to what we need to do. And we can also begin to imagine, which is why we're outside today. And, you know, we're beginning to imagine crossroads in our gathering again. So when I think about this idea of imagining, I want to ask you, do you have anything worth imagining today? Do you have anything worth imagining? Now you do, you just might not be paying attention. And so we want to wake up our imagination because the truest thing about us is we are a temple for God's own spirit. And we have not lost hope, my friends. We um, were given, even in the book of Revelation, it says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And this is all about seeing things before they occur. And every great thing that's ever happened has happened through your imaginations. And yet, we don't want to forget what we're learning here because some people say, hey, if I go to that imagination thing, like then am I just letting go of everything that I've learned here? And I want to say, we don't ever want to let go of what we've been learning in these times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those of you who know that my mom passed away uh, and, um, you know, couldn't hug my siblings, we haven't had a funeral yet. Um, we're, we're just not... Um, we're just not able to grieve as we have in, in other times where we celebrated life and we ate together and sang together. And so um, my daughter, Sarah, you know, she came over and of course, you know, she's a public health master. So she's very aware of how um, these things work. And she said, okay, mom, I have this very particular blanket. I'm going to throw it over my entire body. And, uh, and then I'm going to turn this way and you're going to turn that way and I'm going to wrap my arms around you and hug you. And um, it was a full blanket hug uh, from my daughter, the master in public health, because she knew we needed to hug each other. And, um, and yet I haven't hugged, you know, I haven't hugged my siblings and I haven't hugged my other kids. Um, and that's been really challenging. But that blanket hug gave me an imagination of how I can be together with you all in in the next part of life. So what happens is we say, okay, I'm going to imagine what it's like in order to stay alive. 
uh, and stay healthy. It's interesting. There's a guy named Viktor Frankl who wrote um, Man's Search for Meaning, and he, he developed meaning therapy. And we need meaning in these times, friends. What Frankl did during Nazi Germany in order to stay alive is he imagined himself giving a lecture after the war on psychology and the concentration camp so that he could help outsiders understand what he had been through. And he says that kind of meaning kept him able to endure what he was enduring at the time. We want to imagine. Let's imagine what's going to happen on the other side of this because... Um, there is really neuroscience, and I promise I won't go long on this, but there are MRIs that actually show that the same place where you imagine is the place where you hold memories. It's interesting. There's overlapping that happens here. And so there's someone named John Green who said, imagining the future is a kind of nostalgia. And while that seems kind of, you know, um, I don't know, melancholy, it's also scientifically correct that we are imagining the future and we're also accessing our memories. So if we actually are going to have a future that is full of something that remembers what we've learned here, we're going to let both of those things dwell here and now and they will keep us healthy. The imagining the future and accessing what has been meaningful in the here and now, like, like learning to conserve. You know, we don't have that much soap at home, um, dish soap, so we've had to conserve it and just use little bits of it, right? And we don't have a dishwasher, and we don't have a dryer right now. So we've been watching how many clothes we're using and how many dishes we're using. And I want to leave this um, quarantine remembering to conserve, remembering to honor our world, remembering that I'm not just a consumer, but that I can bring that kind of experience with me into my future and say, I want to live better as a person in God's world, taking care of God's world and not using up all the resources um, without being mindful. So friends, imagining and being present right here, right now is going to keep us healthy. Yeah. So it's interesting. If we were to consider uh, what's more important, planning uh, how the next season in our lives uh, is going to be, or if we were to think about preparing for the next season in our lives and how that might look, most of us probably would say, I think planning's most important. But the problem with that is all of us would say on this day probably that the plan that we've had in the past has not been lived into fully because the reality is is we don't have full control over the future. Have As a matter noticed? of fact, we don't have a lot of control over the future, but we do have a lot of control over how we prepare oh. for the future. Imagining and dreaming and considering what God has for us next is a part of our preparation. Oh. Remember one time I was on a mission trip in Haiti and um, we, we were doing a lot of construction. It was near the end of the trip. There was medical team with us, and we had church service. It was the last day, and it was an exhausting trip. When we got to the last day, we were at the church service. Everybody was ready to celebrate. Everybody was excited. In Haiti, a lot of times they'll have weddings in the church service so that the whole community can celebrate together. 
Well, sure enough, we got there and the worship was going on and I was standing next to Pastor Carlo. And at one point in the service, they're getting ready for the wedding ceremony. And I leaned over and I said, are you officiating the wedding ceremony? And he said, no, you are. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? I'm officiating the wedding ceremony. Nobody told me that. And God began to speak to me and say, you have always been preparing for this moment. Mm. You've imagined moments like this where you felt like you were unprepared, but it's gotten you ready for this moment. Your imagination gets you ready for these things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't much longer after that. He also told me that I was preaching the sermon for the day, which I wasn't prepared <laughs> for, but I had been preparing for years. And that made me be able to stand in front. So what are you preparing for in your imagination? Think of it this way. You and I are living uh, really the fruitfulness of the imagination of multitudes of people. Think about it in these terms during this pandemic. You've been using things possibly like Zoom calling for your work or other things. Or watching services exactly. online instead of being there. Facebook Live, your iPhone. Those were all in someone's imagination one day. Mm -hmm. Then imagination met action, and lo and behold, here we are. I remember... 30 years ago laughing about the thought that I could be on a phone call and see someone mm -hmm. when I was on a phone call with them. And all the kids right now, they're doing FaceTime with their exactly. classes, and that's just normal yeah. in terms of their reality, right? But that was not always possible so true. kids. It's so true. So what happens is we have these opportunities because God's uh, researchers call it this. Uh, we are open-looped Creatures, Humans are open-loop creatures. We're the only creatures with an imagination. It's a gift that God has given us. It's actually a part of our being created in God's likeness and image. There was nothing, and then God began to create. God right? To and that God begins create. to do that. And in the same way, God causes us to imagine things that aren't today, but will be tomorrow. So how are you doing with your imagination? You are being breathed into constantly by God, imparted as an open-loop being that God is pouring into your life and mine. God is giving us imaginations. God is giving us dreams to take us into the preferred future that he has for us. Part of the reason, while during this pandemic, that it's really hard, for instance, for people to stay home and, and stay safe and part of the, the desire to get back to work and to do those things isn't just about paycheck. Part of it is we are created as people to have an imagination right. of producing and putting action to our dreams and that's just a part of how we're created. That's why we do get frustrated at times. That's why we do get disappointed. When is it going to be over? Right. So we just need to hand those things to God and say, God, let me keep imagining. Let me keep dreaming. And then when you open the doors for me, mm -hmm. then I'll be ready to walk into that. I want to give you a question uh, to consider as we kind of bring this uh, to a close. And that is, where are you making space in your life right now to be imagining? Claire mentioned that she has great times in the morning of just imagining what could be. And how is that going for you? Where are you making space to imagine the future that God has for you and for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe 
even chick pick a space where you can go every day. Um, the weather's getting good, and so out in nature is a wonderful place to really open up your imagination, you know, the mind of Christ mm-hmm. in us, and, and realize that, you know, we have this ability to imagine. I want you to just maybe even draw a circle uh, and, and then um, a bigger circle on the outside of it. And in that center circle is really kind of like the mission statement for your life. Um, For Scott and I, it's helping people navigate the journey home. That is the concentric, uh, that is the center circle in our circles. And then when we imagine life, we say, okay, so how do we help people navigate the journey home? How are we going to inspire people to dream? How are we going to give people um, a way to think about being uh, being out in the wild again? How can we give people a way to see that God will utilize this moment, what we've learned, for the good of God's world? You know, the things that break your heart that you've seen happen over these weeks um, to the sick and the poor and, and the challenged, you're going to take that helping people navigate the journey or whatever your life mission statement is out into the world and you're going to help people navigate when you come forward out in the wild uh, in the ways that we will be. And when we think about that, um, you know, that is Crossroads mission statement. We are all a part of helping people do that. How are we going to do that in the future together as the people of God, as a family of God? So ask God, how are we going to do that together, God? I think of people like John Krasnicki, and I hope you're watching the good news of John Krasnicki because he's showing great good news clips like there's good news happening. Is that Krasinski? Is it Krasinski? It's close enough. It is. Yeah. The guy from The Office. Kasky. Anyway, look him up on YouTube. He's done wonderful things. And episode three was our assignment right before we went into um, our human trafficking board meeting the other day. Our executive director said, I want you to watch this episode and come on in. And the episode is filled with people getting off ventilators. Like we hear so much of bad news, but there's people that are 107 years old getting off ventilators. There are, um, there, there's beautiful Red Sox um, baseball players. I don't know if you like their team or not, but they um, are giving away tickets to people that are on the front line in healthcare, like four seats for the rest of their life to go to baseball when baseball reopens. And I wanna say friends, we need this kind of imagining to be happening. We, we need to realize that there's a way for us to imagine how we can bring um, a better world, you know, cleaner rivers, cleaner air, more present Christ followers that are saying, you know what, it matters that I get together with you. It matters that I'm going to see you again. It, it, and, and then not only that, but then we aren't going to live on a, like a, this place of nothing else is going to change. What we want to say is um, we want that to lead us into the next reality. Revelation 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among people, and he will dwell with them. 
and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. When I think about this scripture, I think that there's a part of us that's going to come out of this remembering that we, we are always missing something. And that is our heavenly home. And that those who will give their lives uh, to Christ and say, I want to be a part of that ultimate reality. We can come out of COVID being the kind of people that are reminding people, yeah, you're always missing home. The truest thing about you is you are a home for God. And when you're missing people, it's because you have this heavenly reality on the inside of you. So, friends, we're, gonna, we're going to imagine, and then we're going to come out and go into the wild, and we're going to keep imagining the world that God has offered to all people. And we're going to say, you know what, it's our gift to be able to share the good news with the world today. So as we pray together, friends, as we pray these prayers, we're asking you to imagine with us what it will be like to bring the good news to people, the real capital G, capital N news to people, that there is this longing for God, a God-shaped hole on the inside of every human being. And we are being trained to long for God and to long for God's kingdom. So friends, let's pray. Loving God, we hold in your healing presence those who need wisdom for their next steps. We imagine them walking in their next steps. Loving God, we hold in your healing presence those who suffer pain and ill health. We imagine them being completely recovered and well. Loving God, we hold in your healing presence those experiencing grief and loss. We imagine you surrounding them with comfort and peace. For those children whom schools help feed and keep safe. We imagine your angels coming around them and protecting them. Loving God, we hold in your healing presence those people in situations that seem broken beyond compare. We imagine you repairing every brokenness. Loving God, we hold in your healing presence those who suffer in their mind and in their spirit. We imagine you holding them, soothing them, bringing them peace. And Lord, I name in my heart all of those close to me, and you can do that as well. Let's name all of those close to us that are on our heart today. We imagine you meeting them 
and bringing them your love and only the way you can do it. We trust you, God. So friends, as we uh, let Ron lead us in this final moment of blessing, we say, may God bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and give you you peace. peace. God bless you guys.
be gracious to you.